Welcome to the We Are From Dust podcast, episode 20. To mark the occasion, we're here in Bristol, installing the final piece of our inaugural exhibition in the UK, a magnificent structure called Trasparenza by Andrea Greenleaves. Now, We Are From Dust is an art nonprofit dedicated to the proliferation of large-scale art in public places, and we're honoured to be here at Ashton Court, a 13th century mansion house, where I am joined by Andrea herself. Andrea, talk us through Trasperenza. This piece was first constructed in 2016. The theme for that year was Da Vinci's Workshop. I found that particularly inspirational, and I decided to, to base a piece around that, his time and his work. So my piece is sort of a Florentine folly. It, it looks actually like a, a, a crystal chapel when you come and see it. It's totally transparent and its name is Trasparenza, which is Italian for transparency. And um, it's really, uh, it was sort of about, in some ways, what the Renaissance was about, which was about, um, you know, leaving darkness and entering into a period of light. Um, but apart from all of that, the imagery on this piece um, is all to do with Florence and that period in history. So the lower panels of the piece are all actually the coats of arms of the, the master craftsmen of the time. So we have the Arte della Lana, the Wool Guild, the Arte della Seta, the Silk Guild, etc., etc. There's also a crest for the Medici family. And the Medici family, although they may have been guilty of lots of other things, they actually were great philanthropists. So that crest represents philanthropy, upon which all of us artists tend to depend. There's a, an insignia, there are words in it in Latin written on an arch as you enter, because you can enter this piece and wander around inside and look at the laser-cut imagery on the inside too. Outside it says, Pulchritudo est aliquid incorporeum which Plato said, and loosely translated, that means beauty is an ethereal thing. So it reminds us how transient, really, beautiful things are, and our beauty, and the things that we make, and so on. And on the inside, the words are saper vedere, and that means knowing how to see, to know how to see. And the reason that's there is that those, that is what Leonardo da Vinci himself credited his you know, all his great skill and talent, too, was his ability to, to know how to see, to truly look and seek to understand. So this is why he was, um, you know, much more than just an artist and a painter. He was an inventor. Um, he was an architect. He studied geometry. Uh, he studied the movement of the, the, you know, the stars and the moon and so on. He carefully studied uh, water, the movement of water. So for inside, you will find laser-cut imagery that um, is an interpretation of his drawings, his anatomical drawings. One is uh, his drawing of the 100-year-old man. He was absolutely fascinated by what age did to the body. One is his very famous drawing of a, a fetus, his anato uh, anatomical drawing. There are drawings of the water studies where he drew uh, the curling waves as they come out of gushing out of canals. There's the head of Leda from his sketch for Leda and the swans. The helicopter? We've got the helicopter? Um, we've got a flying machine. A flying machine? Yeah, <laughs> I'm familiar with his helicopter, but the flying machine made a, made a more striking image. Um, so yeah, there's a fabulous version of the flying machine. And there's even the, a bicycle. He, he, he drew a bicycle two or three hundred years before it was conceived of by anyone else. I mean, your, your 
an acclaimed um, artist, but also you've 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 exhibited at Burning Man many times. Now the key thing here is this is Perspex, quite different from the other pieces that I've s that that I'm familiar with. Yes, well, this one is one of the early ones. It was the second one that I made for Burning Man. This one was built in 2016. The first one I did was actually very similar in structure, though, and it was made of laser-cut plywood, very, very intricately laser-cut. And that was my first experience of Burning Man, which I was drawn into, actually, by my son, who is an architect and designer, and I helped him um, uh, with, with his first project there back in um, 2014. He has also built each year since. And so anyway, that drew me in and I submitted uh, an idea for the, uh, the wooden structure. And uh, it was just so extraordinarily fulfilling that why artists love to build for Burning Man is unlike art almost anywhere else in the world, you are allowed to touch, with, touch it. You are expected to touch it. You are expected to engage with it. And that's what makes it so exciting for people, um, for visitors, because so often we go to galleries or we go to see a sculpture. It might literally be cordoned off. Do not touch, do not climb, etc. So at Burning Man, um, there are lots of pieces that, like my piece, you can actually enter inside. And um, there's something about the desert. It really makes people want to enter inside things. Uh, and people go inside to, to see what they might discover. And if you enter this piece, you discover all sorts of amazing things. And the, the, the first piece I did, you entered, a, again, a stru similar structure, and there was a great big mirrored obelisk in the center, which, ref you know, you were reflected in. So then I actually got very interested in, in um, climbing pieces. And the following three years, I made pieces that you could climb all over out of tubular steel. And one of them sits in Philadelphia now, a huge 33 feet tall steel robot. And one of them is being re-erected literally as we speak in Reno. And that's two gigantic dancing bees called Bee Dance. So yes, it's, it's all about engagement with people. They, they uh, involving the public. And we find that people, you know, literally as we've been building here yesterday and today, people stop and come and chat and they're dying to know more about it. And it, it's, it's very open and welcoming. And this is quite a, a different sort of setting. Oh. I mean, this is, yes, uh, I mean, we, we are just beside the sunken rose garden at Ashton Court. And those who don't know Ashton Court, it's a beautiful, magnificent estate uh, just on the outskirts of Bristol. Quite different from the desert. This is the most fabulous, splendid contrast to the desert. The desert, you have searing heat, dust storms, but it was, was built, believe it or not, to withstand, you know, 90 mile an hour winds and so on. You, you actually have to be prepared for very uh, difficult conditions out there. Um, here, the contrast is extreme. We are in this lush, green, beautiful walled garden beside, as um, Yomi said, the, the sunken rose garden. The, the location is exquisite. The setting is exquisite. It actually looks like a folly in the grounds of a stately home. So it couldn't be more perfect. But what's even more exciting is that here, it will remain completely transparent and sparkly. Whereas in the desert, it actually, you know, it became almost opaque by the end of the week because of the dust there. So it was still a you know, very interesting experience, but here I must admit, it will be a more beautiful experience. And it's absolutely impervious to rain and snow and so on. So it should be very happy here.
And there's a, a new, and a nice little new addition, the, the benches. Well, I, they, we did, in fact, uh, the one in America, I had six benches inside so you could sit down. I've put two benches here. They, they are very thick, a cast acrylic, perspex, if I'm allowed to use the word perspex, and strong enough to support two people sitting side by side. So as long as you stoop carefully to enter the arch, you, you can come and actually sit down inside as well to study the, uh, in, you know, the laser cutting motifs on the inside. Having been to the desert quite a few times, I know the trials and tribulations of, of making that, that pilgrimage, if I can call it a pilgrimage. I know about two or three artists who, who, who live here in the UK and take art out there, but how has it been for you? It is a huge trial. It's a monumental um, logistics exercise. So it, for the UK artists, it is uh, you know, obviously actually a whole lot worse. Um, if you're building out there and fabricating out there, that's all being done at a distance. And, uh, or when you go out there and you're building there in a very, very compressed time space because you know, the American artists can spend a year b building their next piece, uh, whereas you'll find that the international artists are usually going over there and cramming it into the last few weeks. So, yes, th there are absolutely huge challenges and unfortunately absolutely huge costs associated with everything to do with building uh, big art out there. And uh, transport, for example, is just one of the you know, many huge costs and fraught with um, uh, dangers <laughs> like broken crates and things like that. Oh, you, me you mentioned, um, just to say, uh, we've got probably got our first our first uh, participants who've just yeah. <laughs> walked yeah, in. We've, we've now got a lovely little family inside with their wee dog. Yeah. And I mean, it's just absolutely gorgeous. I need to get my camera out and take a picture okay, of this. Let me pause it, this. I, it is the sweetest thing. We set up a, a, a project called We Are From Dust and we take art from Burning Man and we put it in places that would never see art of that kind. And that is the reason for, for doing this here. We've got various pieces dotted around. Right. It's just an opportunity for people to interact with art, to see art, to touch art, to yeah. climb art, to and, and to have unique yeah. experiences. Yeah. But I mean, what, what, what are your thoughts? Well, it's like a glass cathedral. When, when you look at it from a distance, it looks like a glass cathedral. Well, an, in miniature. Yeah, a crystal temple. Yeah. I think of it as like a crystal temple. Yeah. It does have those little arch that you can open, so you does. can literally enter into these arches. Yes. Um, so it's lovely that that's how you how you see it, and um, because people are approaching it from different angles and heights, it actually is a lovely surprise for people the first time they it see is, it. And yeah. we are finding that it's just drawing people like a it magnet. Does. When you see it from a distance, you yeah, think, we saw it from, we from a distance, and we must go and see what that's all about. I mean, yeah. how, how good's your Latin? Um, not, very, not very good <laughs> at all, really. <laughs> <laughs> We've also got uh, Ben and Tim here, who, who, who I, I would say joyfully, <laughs> has helped um, assemble Trasparenza. Uh, but not for the first time. Uh, actually, for me, Tim, it, this was my first time, although I've experienced Transparenza, but actually Ben is the experienced builder. Uh, yeah, we, we built it back in 2016 um, with Ellie, and uh, yeah. <laughs> any, any of <laughs> did, are we talking about fond memories, or have you oh, just, yeah, or, 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 or have you just relived the nightmare? Oh, uh, re relive the dream. It was brilliant. Yeah, no, it was good fun. 
and uh, great to see Ellie again. And yeah, it was it was nostalgic. It was brilliant. Yeah, it was like a bit. It was like a little mini it burn. Was like a little mini burn <laughs> in a lovely part of the lovely part of the country. Yeah, it was great. I loved. Yeah, it was great experience. We, we, we're all really happy to see it here in this, you know, absolutely exquisite um, place. It couldn't be more lovely. Um, but also, uh, I mean, uh, Tim has also been to Burning Man many years and built lots of, including the big temple. I mean, mm. but what is, it's really one of the things that, that really cements friendships is building mm. together. Mm. And so, it's, you know, despite all the difficulties and the crises and the things you have to solve, it's actually one of the most fantastic things that people can do together is to build large mm. art, three-dimensional pieces that people then come to enjoy. And then uh, thereafter, being able to share it, uh, you know, and uh, yeah. you know, we we met people yesterday. One of the guys that we haven't seen since 2016, no, 2015, um, came out here and and t took photographs all day. Hopefully, mm -hmm. they'll pop up yeah. on social media, and we'll see we'll see them. So yes, it's it's uh, a very a marvelous experience for for getting people to to work together and um, you know share creative pursuits. Mm. And and also just to add to that. Uh, interestingly, when I first met Ben, was the burn in which you were installing, helping install Transparenza, and now me and Ben live together. Mm. So, okay. and you're engaged to Leanne, yeah, who you met Have at Burning Man in 2015. The same year. So it really, it, it really yeah. is uh, to build together. It really does forge friend lifelong friendships. Yeah. I think. And, uh, and the build is that I is my favorite bit. Yeah. Absolutely, it's fantastic. Yeah, actually, when you, when you think about it, many of your happiest memories of it are the course of absolutely. the build. Yeah. So you know the the fabrication, mm. um, you know, solving all the problems uh, and, uh, of um, creating these large pieces, but then the actual build is is probably where all the really good memories yeah. um, come from. One of the things I, I noticed, which is kind of very surreal in mm. itself, is is what you 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 mentioned, the camaraderie, the the friendship, the bond in itself. And yes, it was kind of like a mini burn, mm. but not 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 dusty and and, and uh, very wet one. <laughs> yes, actually, yeah. to be honest, we were jolly lucky yesterday. The day before, we couldn't have built it because there were gales and there were very very tall, large, heavy panels to lift. So we were quite lucky after an appalling weather forecast yesterday actually turned out to be dry all day and, and quite sunny most of the time. So uh, yes, it was, uh, it was, a, it was a, a very nice experience building here in England. But it is, I mean, the, I don't want to belittle it, it, the difficulty because it was hard. It was very hard. We were all absolutely done in by the end of the day. I mean, it was a, a very interesting sort of experience because not only did we put the piece together, but there was a piece missing. And you, I was going to get on to transportation because this, this, this amazing structure has a, a very unusual transportation history. For instance, getting, I mean, it's okay, one thing, getting the thing out to America, but I mean, how was getting it back to the UK? Oh, well, that was also a nightmare. I mean, shippers, I hate shippers with all my heart. <laughs> Um, I've been let down by shippers quite often um, on the way out to America. Somewhere along the line, a, a crate was dropped, split open, pieces broken. And then um, on the way back to bring it all over here for this install, we, we of course, had uh, COVID to cope with. Um, so there were lots of issues at the ports. It arrived like a whole month after it was meant to. So it missed the, you know, the, the ideal date for the first installation. And then COVID set in with two lockdowns one after the other so we've actually had to wait till everything 
has reopened in Bristol on May the 17th to be able to all assemble here together because, of course, it takes a number of people to do it. Um, and we all, the ones that come from London and elsewhere, all had to stay over as well. So, but uh, it's now here for the, you know, at least a year, I hope longer. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it looks fantastic on a sunny day because the sunlight will catch all the laser cut edges and it truly sparkles. Um, literally like a crystal chapel. I think we saw a little bit of that yesterday. We did, we saw it yesterday, but today now the rain and, <laughs> and clouds have set in. Um, but we are finding that, you know, if any of us are here, you know, passers-by stop and they're dying to know lots more about it. And um, so it's, 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 it's drawing people very close and um, they're all interested to know more. I mean, we're looking at it right now. We've got a little girl in a yellow romper suit that's going in between and just stashing around. In fact, what makes this really surreal is the fact that parents can actually sit on the outside and watch their children. Yeah, so yeah. And I mean, in fact, the archway that you enter is just child size. So toddlers and small children can actually run in. Adults have to stoop carefully, not bang their head and go inside but it is of course intended for you to enter and and look closely at all of the laser cut imagery on the inside indeed so how how has the 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 lockdown in itself been for you with mm -hmm. regards to creating art and and your your oh. your practice well i have another piece totally conceived of and ready to go but uh, i would want to build it for burning man and that has been cancelled for two years there's also the issue of raising the money but, uh, you know, I, I have been luckier than most in lockdown. Um, you know, I, I have already retired from formal employment. So I um, have my little dog. I have my husband. <laughs> I have not suffered too dreadfully. and We've stayed healthy. And we've also been joined by Catherine, who, who manages this amazing site. So after all the wait, what are your thoughts? This is absolutely wonderful to see this up. When uh, Yami first came to us with this piece, we thought this is absolutely perfect for the journey we wanted to go through with this artwork. And for this, this represented the renaissance we want to see after COVID. And it just, it was the ultimately the most perfect piece for this at a time when we're starting to emerge from what has been a really dreadful winter, really dreadful lockdown. People have flocked and really used Ashton Court so much over the winter, despite the mud. But now that the roses are going to be blooming in another few weeks, people will come here and they, as they approach, they will see these spires glinting in the sunlight that will draw people down to enjoy summer bursting across this site. And we, we couldn't be more ecstatic that it's finally here and people can enjoy the sculptures um, across the site um, and we have one more piece coming next week and a celebration in July on July 16th and it it, it, it feels really positive really hopeful and thank you Andrea for lending us this oh, wonderful piece. You're very welcome I'm, I'm, I too am absolutely ecstatic to see it here it couldn't be in a more lovely lovely location um, and I can't remember if I've already said this, Yomi can edit if I have, but here it will remain sparkling and totally transparent, which is its name, Transparenza, transparency. Um, whereas in the desert, it actually became covered in dust very quickly. So here it is actually even more beautiful. And Yomi hasn't mentioned yet, admittedly the summer will have late uh, nights that are light, but when it's here in the winter, and if there are any events in the evening, it's going to be lit at night, just with simple solar lighting, um, hopefully changing colours, but it looks absolutely lovely, magical when it is lit up as well. Fantastic. Yes, indeed. 
it's uh, it <laughs> we're, we're still trying to work out the lighting, but I have a cunning plan. It kind of sounds like Dick Dastardly. Um, but looking at the site now, uh, it's it's a, more or less a cross between a fairy tale sort of landscape and and this, as you rightly pointed out, a folly. And just seeing people interact with it. I mean, as we're standing here, it's it's we're more or less observers, just watching people with walk their dogs and. And that's even uh, on a miserable, dull, wet day as well. So you know, it will be thronged with people soon. But I love the idea of people just wandering all around it. I mean, you can you can you can see the people from inside and outside. You can touch it. You can put your fingers through the laser cutting. You know, it is it's a piece to get up very close to. Yeah, and it's, it's I, I think romper suits seem to be in fashion because there's another another oh, kid. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. Well, actually, even though it sounds uh, crazy, people families do go to Burning Man as well, even though that's the middle of the desert with you know very very searing temperatures. Um, so children actually do really enjoy the large art pieces. They're fascinated and intrigued by these things. Um, so they may not under understand it any of its cultural significance, but they can see that it looks like a, a kind of little amazing crystal building and it's totally see-through and they can run in and out. Um, so yes, children will love it as well as adults that are actually interested in the, in the content. Based on this sort of, the sort of questions that have been asked, I, I, I eavesdropped on this amazing, amazing chat with, uh, with the structural engineer oh, who, 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 who had other thoughts. I, yes, I, I, we didn't know he was a structural engineer at first, and I thought he was going to then ask me some trick questions, um, because, of course, he was interested in what would happen in um, you know, severe weather conditions and so on. Although, on the face of it, 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 it looks incredibly fragile, it is actually unbelievably strong. Once it is built, it it's consists of ten triangular towers, and a triangle is pretty much the strongest physical structure there is. Then those ten triangular towers are joined to each other in a circle, and that's when it achieves its full structural integrity. So it's immensely strong. It's very heavy. Cast acrylic is twice the weight of the equivalent thickness of uh, plywood. So it's twice the weight of the piece I built the year before, which was a similar structure but made of laser-cut wood. So it looks fragile, but it is very, very strong. If you come on a very windy day, you'll probably see the very top of the the towers, which are all lacy cut out of um, the perspex, waving slightly in the wind. But they're secured to each other and they don't actually have a sail effect in the wind as such because they have so much cut out areas of, with the laser cutting. So the air is actually going traveling through them. We, this piece has uh, after all been tested in, you know, <laughs> very high winds in the desert. Uh, plier, plier strength? Plier strength. Only you and I and a few burners will understand that, Yomi. But the also, because I had to do tests for this, I've had two of the towers in my own garden for over four years, which is a space of, like this, open to the elements. It's completely impervious to rain and snow. So, you know, barring some willful vandalism, and I'd like to think that in a place of such beauty that won't happen, it should remain quite safe. And after all, if there was a blizzard and gales, people wouldn't be standing here beside it. They'd be at home tucked up. Indeed, indeed. Well, Andrea, thank you immensely for for for, for persevering with us in Toronto, because this has been quite a long journey. We've been on this for the best part of a year now, and it's 
a joy to behold just seeing it here and it's now we've got about eight ten people around it just staring you know and it's it's one of those pieces it kind of draws you in because you you want to look at the the intricate sort of almost la almost lattice work it, it almost even looks like it's floating from here isn't it because yeah. it's actually built directly onto the grass yeah. so there's no platform or anything it is just literally there almost as if floating so it, so it does hovering. have an extraordinary lightness about it uh, to look at, but it is an extremely heavy piece. People are probably wondering how they're going to cope with the grass. I don't know if they'll use a very, very tiny mower on the inside, I but what happens inside the towers, because they're enclosed, is fascinating. And I know what happens in the towers because I've had them in my garden. Oh, wow. And the grass that's enclosed in the towers, that grows up uh, in the most wonderful way. But because there's a, a horizontal platform about... 12 inches up yeah. it doesn't go really beyond that oh, but it becomes like a kind of wild green world in the bottom level inside the towers that in itself is a completely fascinating process to watch wait. over time i mm. can't wait well andrea thank you thank you yummy <laughs> and thank you for all your efforts as well and to, and to catherine to all my sensational crew um to the art space live space people who've um arranged everything with we are from dust Ashton Court, um, I, you know, really, I could not be happier than to see it in this truly idyllic setting. Yay! <laughs> you have been listening to the We Are From Dust podcast. Thanks to Andrea Greenlees, Ben Braxfear, Tim Hornsby and Catherine Chiswell-Jones for joining this particular episode. A time-lapse film of the installation is available on our website. Trasperenza by Andrea Greenlees is on display at the Ashton Court Mansions in Bristol. It joins Zlatico by C.J. Rothgarden, Bristol Boo by Paige Tashner, and Omboy by Hugo Farmer. All the installations are on display for the next 12 months. We Are From Dust is a non-profit organization dedicated to the proliferation of large-scale art in public places, and you can support our mission by making an online donation at www.wearefromdust.org. We Are From Dust is fiscally sponsored by the Sierra Arts Foundation.